Eagles Entertainment. On Wednesday, September 15th, Eagles players spoke to the media. First up, cornerback Darius Slay. What little you've been able to see from the film now, what are your thoughts on uh, what you've seen on Jimmy Garoppolo and any, uh, obviously the rookie Trey Lance? Uh, it's not too many risks of Trey like that, but, uh, you know, except for preseason. Great guy, great, uh, strong, strong arm, uh, very talented. Uh, Guapolo, you know, he's been doing this a long time in the league. Uh, smart guy, making smart decisions. Um, you know, doing what, doing what he knows best and getting the ball out of his hands and, um, you know, making plays. How, how difficult is it, Slay, to prepare for two different quarterbacks in a week? Does that affect you guys all that much? Um, a little bit, you know, but uh, we know we 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 can uh, get the job done, you know. So uh, we've been there before. I played against two quarterbacks before. So uh, in my opinion, right now is just like a younger Kaepernick and a younger like uh, uh, older Alex Smith. You know, back when they had them times in San France. So uh, you know, but uh, it's that's what it all to me looked like. So, yeah. Like, what do you, of a matchup is Kittle deciding who can try to slow him down? Oh, it's hard. It's, it's, it could be a, a damn sure team effort. Yeah, what's the message to the team? As, uh, as, team a, as, we, as a collective, we got to just, you know, attack him and not let him attack us because uh, he's great, great guy. After run after the catch, he's probably the best tight end after run after the catch in the league right now. Uh, mean stiff arm. His stiff arm should be on 99. Um, so, um He's a very talented guy, man. He work hard, um, you know, willing to block, willing to do everything a tiny needs to do. So, uh, we, you know, we got to be very, very high alert for him. In general, you obviously play receivers one-on-one a lot, but you saw Pitts in week one and you probably see some Kittle in week two. Are there things in general you do differently against tight ends? Uh, shoot, I could, sl- I could be slower, honestly. You know, they, they're not fast enough, but, uh, you know, they got the good size, great abilities, um, you know, um, I'm blessed enough to be able to, uh, to be able to do all. So um, whatever they need me to do is what I can do. In the first game, the Falcons did not have a play over 20 yards. What you guys do to prevent big plays? Uh, shoot, we we practice not giving up big plays. So um, you know, no, um, a couple plays they probably could have had they, they, that they missed that they probably want back. But uh, you know, when the guys that like, we had, you know, guys up there hunting, so uh, we had a good job. But um, we just got to be better. You know, our minds, Penny, just got to be better. Um, deep balling, but uh, we did good though. We don't know that. We, we got much to do. I'm sorry. How much emphasis is on getting better? Or do you look at that last game, that first game, not giving up a touchdown, not giving up a big play, and say that's how we have to play? Or do you say no, no? Because like I said, uh, we got to be better. You know, it's still a lot of plays we left out there. Shoot, we could have had a couple turnovers. Uh, you know, some of the D line feel like they missed opportunities on sacks they could have had. So. Uh, you know, we, like I said, first two drives, there was uh, no huddle. We got control of the game. We didn't control the game the first uh, first quarter because, you know, there was no huddle on us down the field moving up. So uh, when we settled down and got our feet uh, feet right, we was um, we got to understand. But we got to start off faster and um, and continue to keep dominating. you work on that more going up against a no huddle because of the way they kind of attacked you guys early? Oh uh, yeah, we do it. In, we do enough in practice as well. But, we you know, we just, uh, you know, new offense. That was a whole new offense, new staff. So, uh we had an idea of what they was going to do, but we not know what they're truly going to do, so we had to adjust. When you face a, a Shanahan offense, there's a lot of looks, there's a lot of movement. Right. Uh, how do you stay disciplined mentally and know what's real and what's, what's not real? It's hard, you know, and that's what he's a master at, and um, he's one of the, uh, the best at doing it. Um, so uh, as a defense, you know, we just got to be smart, man. We got to be ahead of the play, and uh, if we're not ahead of the play and I'm um, in set and ready to go, um, it could be a long game. So uh, our mindset is to just be locked in on our keys and uh, be ready to go. How many teams do you think are doing similar concepts like that now compared to when you got in the league? A lot because that's just the game right now, man. It's an offensive league. Uh, coaches get smarter by the days. And, um, you know, if, you, if somebody do something great, you know, in this league, everybody steal it. So uh, that's what we do. You know, everybody steal it. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure the whole league will be doing it very soon. A lot of people have that motion, Slay, as you mentioned, but – Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, those guys can can actually perform with that motion. How much more difficult is it when you have guys moving all over it's, in it's, different spots? It's crazy. Uh, like I said, uh, Debo, you know, he's like a, uh, a Equine Balder. You know, guys tough, run hard, um, with a lot more speed. He's a running back with the ball in his hand. Um, both of them, all of them can do it. All of them can do jet sweeps. All of them can do everything. You know, they're very talented group. Um, so, um, shoot, it's just, you know, like I said, we got to just pay attention to our keys and, uh, and lock in. Besides the two quarterback system, do you see any differences in the 49ers offense 
this year as opposed to last year? Second. Besides the two quarterbacks, using two quarterbacks, yeah. do you see anything different in the 49ers offense this year as opposed to when you guys played last year? Oh, no, no. It's the same offense, but you just got different guys in the position. You no know, better skills, better uh, better players. And, um, you know, they're good, they good at what they do. And, um, and, you know, they got a lot of – a lot of guys that's kind of like the gurus that coaches at what they do, like the, you know. So uh, we, we just got to be prepared and ready to go. Two more for Slay. We got Raider on deck. What's your assessment of Nick after his first game? Say again. What's your assessment of Nick after his first game? Assessment. Yeah. I don't even know what that means like that. What's that again? <laughs> See, that's an even better way to put it. Use one word, just like that. I ain't, I'm a bright guy, but not that bright. Say again, one time though. What did you think of Nick after his first game? Oh, uh, great, man. We had a, um, you know. He had his composure good, uh, a lot of excitement, showed love to the team. Um, I know y'all saw the handshake he did with Jalen. I'm finna get me one with him next because I uh, got low-key jealous. But uh, everything, it's good, man. I love his excitement, man. I love his energy, man. Um, we're going to keep moving forward, man. Like I said, man, he's uh, he's been great to us, so we're trying to be great to him, and uh, we're going to continue to keep working. Thank you. You got a taste of a full capacity crowd for the first time in, what, two years on the road? Right. What are the challenges that come with that adjustment, and, and how ready are you guys to have a full capacity crowd at home? Man, I'm so ready. You know, I love to hear people yelling and all kind of stuff. Uh, it was kind of boring last year. No excitement. I couldn't tell when the ball was coming. None of that. I don't hear no oohs, no ahs, and all that. So it's kind of boring. But now, man, you know, um, my adrenaline get up higher, faster, quicker. And, you know, sometimes I feel like last year it took me a long time to understand, like, oh, man, we're really playing another team. But now, you know, as soon as I step in the building, uh, I feel the energy. Next, wide receiver Jalen Rager. How much does catching that touchdown in that game last week help kind of just settle in into the season? I mean, of course it's good, but I mean, it's ultimately what you build on. You try to be consistent, and that's what I'm focusing on. You know, being consistent, not just doing it in spurts, but trying to do it a lot. Does it take the pressure off at all going into this week? I mean, nah, I mean, because at the end of the day, we still have to pre uh, prepare for this team. And, I mean, it's just it just gives you a good feeling, but I wouldn't say it just completely takes the pressure off because, again, it's about consistency. So you want to go into this week, you know, being successful like we did this past week. Jalen, did you notice uh, how nasty Jordan's block was on that play line? Mm -hmm. And then what did you think watching back? Um, I mean, that's what made the play work. You know, him and, of course, our great offensive line. And, uh, I mean, you see, I mean, that's why he got paid. So that's, you know, that, that ultimately what made the play work. You know, how much emphasis is there on blocking from the wide receivers? Um, it's a big emphasis because, I mean, we want to be doing our receivers, not just catching the ball or, you know, doing our part. But, I mean, everybody got to do their 111, and that's on every play. When you guys have a 3-2 advantage on the outside, do you think this ball's coming to you on a bubble every time, or if that's the reason? Um, that's the plan. I mean, is trying to get us the ball in space, and, I mean, uh, you always want to expect the ball, but, I mean, when – you don't want to just go out there. You also want to read the coverages too, because you kind of have a feeling. You know, if it's two over one, or it's you know, it's it's we have numbers over there. Of course, the ball's you know going to that that spot. Michael Clay was saying that the first punt, you saved the team yards catching it where you did. Obviously, you have a long history as a punt returner, but your decision making, how much has has that been a focus of of of, of yours when you're back there? Um, I mean, it's just me part of me, you know, getting comfortable. Because I mean, last year I did it on and off, then I was hurt, so. When I was out those five weeks, six weeks, it was just like, you know, part of me learning, watching other. And then, of course, you know, I had D-Jack was here last year. So, you, like I said last week, I learned from, you know, the older guys. And then also just me going back there every time, I just keep growing more and more comfortable. Yeah, you tweeted the other day, revitalized, with a couple of pictures. Right. What does revitalized mean to you? Um, it's like new life, you know, and that's what I feel like. That's what I'm preaching, you know, just, you know, positive and having a different outlook on things. How is it different? Right? Um, I mean, as you see, just you got to look at the best in things because every game is not going to be, you know, what you want it to be. So you just got to look at the best, the best in every situation. And that's what I feel like I'm focusing on, you know, having a clear soul, clear mind, and just going into every week, you know, excited and uh, grateful to be in the position I am. When you look at the game that Jalen Hurts had on, on Sunday, how much do you think, like, the offense is, like, much more suited for him than when he came in, like, towards the end of last season? Um, just him being a guy and then knowing, you know, going in every week, knowing he's preparing to be the guy. And um, 
I feel like that's just part of our connection growing as an offense and then also him being the great quarterback he is. Is he still walking around pushing uh, you guys on plays? Every day. What does Kyle Shanahan does offensively in San Francisco, is there any similarity to what Nick is trying to do here offensively? I mean, I honestly, I don't, I, would, I don't know, but I'm sure it's going to be the same thing every week. Try to get the, get the ball in playmakers' hands and get a, get a win, ultimately. Well, what, was, what was Nick's messaging this week? Because you guys were so successful. He says it's round one, though. You can't look back and say, we routed this team. you got to get ready for San Francisco. Has he kind of emphasized that a little bit more? Yeah, it's been the same thing. That was round one. Enjoy it for 24 hours and get back to work. From the outside, uh, big plays are often viewed in terms of air yards, but it, it seems they're really trying to get you guys yards after the catch. Mm -hmm. As a receiver, what's the key to succeeding in, in those situations? Um, you know, just I, I say one thing he emphasizes is drop step, you know, catching the ball, getting vertical, um, and not, you know, bouncing around, trying to go east and west. But, I mean, it's just the things that, he's design that they're designing as well to get you in space, and then you can ultimately get that yet. We saw the dance that uh, Devontae Smith broke out in the locker room. Uh, is he kind of coming out of a shell a little bit as far as that's personality? Him, that's him. That's, you got. Y'all got to look at it. That's the things y'all don't see. So we we see we see him like that anyway. We see that's Smitty. Y'all see Devontae. We see Smitty. So, <laughs> so Smitty's been doing this? He's been doing it. Anything else? Uh, right. yeah, Nick mentioned real quick. Nick mentioned you reading the block with Jordan, how, how, how difficult is that for you? I mean, obviously that was a great block, but when you're in the moment and you're reading a block, how, how quickly does that come to you? Um, I just think about how many, you know, have you thought about like how many bubbles I probably ran in my career? So I feel like it's kind of like an instinctual thing, like you know, so I don't feel like it was just, it's difficult, but you also have to know ultimately where the pursuit of the defense is coming from and how much time you have because we have different screens that the timing is different. So you just got to know. And that's part of, you know, film study and also getting your playbook. Thank you. Thanks, Up next, punter Aaron Sipos. Now that uh, the Australians are making a collective over $64 million in this room. Uh, <laughs> Very good. What, 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 what was the celebration like for Jordan? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a pretty big occasion. Um, you know, it's such a great achievement for him to be able to come over here and play in a sport that he hasn't played for more than three or four years. And um, just a, you know, huge congratulations to him and the work that he's put in and, and dedication to getting his body right and everything like that, which is uh, it's huge. So everyone was super happy for him. And, um, you know, a bit of a celebration on the Saturday morning, obviously, when everybody kind of found out. And, um then he goes out and plays on Sunday and plays really, really well. So, uh, yeah, just su just super. It was a heck of a debut for you. Uh, you obviously before, like said, you know, never picked me at a bell before. How much of the preseason help you get to the rhythm that you got in last week? Oh, it was a huge part for me, to be honest. Just playing those three games to get myself ready for, for week one was, was massive. So um, I kind of felt like, you know, the nerves that I had going into the season I think most of it was gone by the first game which was great and I know it's a different setting and a different occasion going into week one but I think I just felt a lot more comfortable going in there and you know as I said previously with the work that I've put in you know for for a while now I was just ready to go out there and execute. Yeah it's been obviously a long time coming and um, you know I've been ready this whole time ready to go and again I um, the Detroit organization giving me the opportunity to be on the practice squad last year was huge for me to be able to just keep building on things and um, to come in and, and execute when the, when the time was when I needed to. So uh, yeah, just just uh, it was it was the top right time for me, and I'm super pumped to be here and, and hopefully keep executing. Nerves wise, how did it compare to like your first college game or, or you know playing in the AFL? Yeah, I, to be honest, I probably was a little bit more nervous in the, in my first college game because that was my first game of actually playing the sport at all. So, um, I, I, honestly, I was probably a bit more nervous than, than the first game on the weekend because, um, you know, obviously those two years in college playing in such big crowds and everything kind of gets you prepared for this moment um, in week one. So, um, you know, while I was still a bit nervous and wanted to go out there and play well, probably the college game was just a little bit different just because the fact I'd, I'd literally had never done it before. Uh, you had a new gunner out there, Andre. I mean, 
that smart play. I'm so busy yeah. trying to see where the ball goes and that I don't see what the gunners are doing. So as soon as that ball bounced and I saw it go backwards and it stayed on the ground for a bit, I was like, what's like, what's going on? Somebody pick up the ball. But um, very clever ba- play by Andre to be able to do that. And then Zach to kind of come across from the other side of the field and get there so quickly to be able to pick up the ball, which is... Um, you know, my job's obviously to go out there and put it, but it's obviously a team effort for everyone to go out there and block and, and get the ball when it's in situations like that, which is huge. So um, I feel like we're building really good chemistry already and, and, and Tyler Brown's done a great job with the Gunners as well to to make sure they're well prepared and, um, you know, onwards and upwards from here. We've seen Tyler uh, work on this summer rock and weird situation. Uh, 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 building punts and building punts. What does he do for you, Tom? Right. Uh, that extra Yeah, I mean, he's been great for me, Tyler. It's just kind of, he watches and analyzes you and how you do it and just kind of picks up on little things that you may need to, you know, get better at and work on. And he's just like the calming voice, I think, for me, just to go and, you know, say for me, if I'm feeling a little bit edgy or things like that, he picks up on things. He just, you know, comes up to me and just says, hey, just, you know, focus on these little things, you know, worry about your hands and the rest will kind of, you know, take care of itself. So he's definitely that calming voice and uh, someone that certainly you can turn to if you feel like you're, uh, you know, on the edge maybe a little bit, which is which has been great for me. And so then what is what is Michael Clay's role? Michael Clay obviously uh, kind of does, does it all. I mean, obviously, you know, being the coordinator, he's focused on all four parts of the game that we need to focus on, which is great. And um, while he's over there and, and focusing on those side of things, he's always been good to kind of give me the feedback that I need to to make sure that we're putting it in the right location the the right you know the right hang time and everything like that which has been good so um, I mean they've both been huge for me in terms of you know giving me the opportunity to start off with but um, also backing me in to be able to execute and then so you know what was it like hearing from people after the game how many people did you hear from yeah I heard from a few people which was kind of nice so I can't complain too much about that but um, look it's only one week there's there's still 16 more weeks to go and hopefully it's even longer for us so um, that's the goal and I know it's only one week and there's plenty of more football to be played and you're going to be thrown in different situations and I just got to make sure I prepare each and every week to, to go out there and do my job. What have you learned so far about the city? Uh, look, it's obviously a beautiful city, lots of history about the place. Um, I'm a big food guy, so certainly get around and, and get into some different restaurants, which has been super cool. I've loved that. Um, but it's still working my way around it. I've honestly only been here for a few months, and obviously the few months that I've been here, we've been quite busy, obviously, with training camp and everything like that. So, uh, you know, hopefully I get to call it home for a lot longer and I'll be able to work my way around. Got a favourite uh, restaurant? Yeah. Favourite restaurant? Uh, I do like Park, the, uh, the last little French press in there in uh, Rittenhouse Square, which is really nice. So, uh, shout out to them. So, it's great. <laughs> that, that pro kick Australia, like, for charity, it's kind of getting huge. How much do you guys yeah, I mean, we, we, we speak to each other on the odd occasion. I, you know, obviously everyone's kind of busy doing their own thing and things like that. And, um, you know, if there's ever a message to go around just to see, you know, what the opposition may be doing if we're, if we're coming up against them, um, then it's always good. But obviously I, I faced Mitch this week, who's another one that's come from Pro Kick Australia. So probably not too much conversation, I'd say, would be going on. But, um, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's a huge thing for us to be able to come over here and, and be a part of it and it's always good to get some advice just to kind of see how you're doing and, and things to work on as well as yeah as I said focusing on what the opposition kind of presents to you. There's no group text with having <laughs> Well it hasn't been too much of group texting or anything like that um, you know it's just one of those things where I guess uh, everybody's kind of in a different kind of stage you know I know Jordan's in Minnesota now and he's got a little one that he obviously focuses on too and um, Mitch I, th- I think Mitch is yeah, got a wife. Oh, sorry, his fiance is you know pregnant too. So you know everyone's kind of busy, and I'm not a person that kind of like gets out there to try and like you know talk to a, a lot of people. But um, you know, as I said, anytime they are there and you, and you need to have a chat to them and, and wishing them all the best or any kind of advice that you may need at the time, they're certainly there to have a chat, which is great. The, the season's obviously a grind. So when you're not eating French food, what, <laughs> what are you doing to kind of unwind? 
Uh, I enjoy my golf. Um, certainly, uh, having Jake Elliott on the team makes it makes it a lot better to be able to go out there and play a few rounds. Um, my wife's 29 weeks pregnant as well, so I'm kind of focusing on that side of things too, and focused on trying to become a dad as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things to be for me to be able to kind of take my mind off it too, which is great, and um, it's certainly a good thing for me because personally, I think that if you kind of focus on it too much, that's where it can kind of derail a little bit. So. Um, you know, I'm certainly just trying to, to, you know, enjoy my time while I'm here, but also uh, line it up and, and make sure that I'm not always focusing on it all the time. No worries. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Next to the podium, running back Kenny Gainwell. A lot of you guys, almost everybody played Sunday. Um, there seems to be like a kind of seriousness and, and almost a veteran attitude among all the rookies. Um, you just talk about how that evolved, and, and do, do you sense that just a kind of seriousness and, and business only among these guys, uh, the whole group? Yeah, uh, every rookie coming here, you know, with, with the attitude to attack each day, you know, and just to, you know, have that mindset of um, being a, a pro, you know, that's coming in here. You know, so we just trying to attack every day, you know, the right way. Where does that come from? Man, just being humble, man, waiting on our moment, being excited to be here. Penny, obviously, Miles, Miles got the first, uh, you know, couple series. Uh, what kind of conversations did he have uh, with you, especially before that, you know, that two-minute drill where you Oh, make sure when I get in, you know, make sure I attack everything. Uh, make sure I have my eyes right. You know, knowing coming two minutes is going to be blitzing, so make sure I have my eyes right when everything comes. Penny, when you get a chance to talk to the game, uh, you scored the first touchdown in your first NFL game. What was that feeling like, and then did you uh, get a chance to keep the, the ball that you scored your touchdown with? Yeah, it felt amazing, you know. Um, I feel like I've been scoring touchdowns all my life, but then why I did felt, you know, it felt different because, it, you know, I'm now to the big leagues, you know. But, uh, man, it felt amazing, and I got a chance to keep my ball. Okay, Nick said in order for you to earn your role, you had to prove that you could pass protect. What has that process been like since you got here, and where do you think you improved most in, in that aspect? Um, making sure I, I listen to the calls from the um, center, you know, understanding everything. Being in means, being attentive, you know, just basically just learning, studying, doing everything I have to do. As, as like you did, I feel like I did. I feel I did good, you know. Um, just you know, going to going to everything, doing everything right, learning, and like just going over everything I've been taught. As someone of a follow up to that, obviously you got a lot of playing time week one. Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers had a big game week one. What is it about running backs that you can contribute early on when we're late round picks, and what does it take to be successful as a late round pick? Man, just got to come in here being ready. You know, when the opportunity comes, man, just be ready whenever your name is called. I mean, a lot of guys get opportunities, but, you know, once your opportunity is handed to you, you got to take advantage of it. Is he someone you knew in the pre-draft process, Elijah uh, Mitchell? Is he someone you knew? Oh, no. Did you have a moment in season opener where it was like, okay, hi, I'm really in the NFL now? Yeah, yeah. As soon as the national anthem, you know, come on, you know, I always had that, that feeling go through my body, you know. Um, but just being on that field, so once I walked in the stadium too, you know, I was just like, ah, I'm here. What's the biggest adjustment that you saw in the game from college? Um, just bigger guys. It's ball, it's ball, you know. Kenny, how much uh, you noticed in your preparation for this upcoming game? Brad Warner and how much have the coaching staff emphasized him? Uh, just going day by day, you know, doing and doing everything I was supposed to do. You know, um, being a guy that being in the back, learning, you know, and paying attention. The first first couple of days of training camp, it looked like it was a kind of a tough transition for you, but after that, you you kind of picked it up. You were out there before everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? Why did you do that? Yeah. Man, learning, studying, being being on time, being ready. You know, like I say, all, it's all about your preparation and um, being ready whenever your name is called. What would it mean for both you and, and Devontae to both score touchdowns you know, as, as two rookies and stuff in your first NFL games? What kind of moment was that? And did you and Devontae talk about that at all? Especially when you, you know, score a touchdown for a team that you really love. But you know, we never, we had a, we never had a moment, you know, talking about us scoring touchdown. But we know we have like plenty more coming. You know, we just being humble. Couple more, couple more about the Darren Sproles once when he was here in camp. Yeah, for sure. Um, once. 
um, just man, just coming to practice at Tekken every day, you know, um, being that guy that's always in Miles' ear, always that guy in the center ear, you know, learning everything in Jalen ear, you know, just being being humble, you know, paying attention to everything. Sounds like Jalen Hurts uh, has made it a point to make a connection with everybody on the on the team. Mm -hmm. Here's how he's done that with you. Um, just man, just once I once I ever met Jalen, he was like, "What's up, Cud?" You know, you no, know, he just brought that family family atmosphere. You know, um, just welcoming me in, and you know, just man, just being being happy. You know, just to have my team. A moment ago, the phrasing used was a team I love. I, th I think you said in your year away from being part of a team, how much did you miss kind of the locker room and teammates and and that component of the football? Just the whole atmosphere. You know, joking. Playing around, you know, studying, you know, just being on the field with guys that love to do exactly what you love to do. You know, that what, you know, that what I had missed the most. All right, thanks, Kenny. I appreciate you. Up next, safety Anthony Harris. What did you learn about this defense? Like now that the Yeah, I think um, first game out, you never know, really know what to expect. Um, first time out there, unit together. But uh, the one thing I did notice, you know, after they were able to get some drives on us in the beginning of the game, um, everybody settled down. Nobody really panicked. Just stayed locked in. So um, to see guys kind of compose, um, come back to the sideline, understanding what they're, how they're trying to attack us, what we need to do, get done, and then going out there to do it just shows that everybody had that focus to do it. Kittle and, and Debo are obviously big threats to the inside of the field. Um, how do you, how do you uh, plan on, on attacking those guys? I think anytime you go to a game and there's there's, there's dangerous receivers, backs, um, you got to be aware of what they are. You know, be aware of what they are on the field. Um, everybody be tied into each person's responsibility, knowing where each other's at, and then just playing with their help and then just playing fast. Once the ball snap, um, trusting in your technique, trusting in the coaching and preparation all week, and then just going out playing with fast. Just I think he handled it well. Um, all week, all training camp, guys has been handling the professional manner in terms of just being locked in, whether they're in, in the game, in practice, getting reps, or just getting those mental reps, trying to prepare themselves to go in. So I think for him to pop in short notice like that, he was dialed in, ready to go. Um, mentally, he was there, and then he just came in, just did a good job. Do you expect Rodney back? Do you expect Rodney back soon? I mean, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I'm right there with him every day with this preparation in terms of, you know, staying focused on what we're doing with the game plan. Um, competing, challenging each other in the weight room out there and individuals and stuff like that. So I'm right there just trying to be his biggest supporter and be ready when he's, whenever he's ready. When you lost Marcus so early in the game, what's, did that change anything, you know, any part of the game plan or what, what, what happens from that point? I think it kind of just kicks that next man up mentality in. Um, that's one thing that we talk about, everybody being prepared, everybody being ready. Um, you know, being mentally, physically, and emotionally locked in what we need to be for when your opportunity is there. So once that go down, you know, it's kind of like, all right, now we're going to see um, if everybody's ready to execute what, what's been coached up all week. Left you a little short on safeties, though, right? There's just a couple of you left when we came out, I think, right? Um, yeah, I think, you know, anytime you go in the game, you, you know, you just go in there with that mindset that what we have is enough. Um, but it's just going to take everybody being ready for the opportunity. We know we got guys that have a lot of talent. But at the end of the day, it's just about, you know, being being locked in with the game plan, being locked in each snap with what we want to get done, and then just going out and playing fast and cutting it loose. How was the communication that I mean, it was, it was nice to get out there, you know, have that extra factor with the crowd, um, you know, Coaches on the sideline, uh, a lot more outside noise. Guys just locking in, um, really being dialed in to kind of what we're seeing, communicating across the board. That way, we all can kind of try to be a step ahead, and then just going to play fun. I think that was the that was the the, the aspect that everybody was excited about, just cutting it loose, playing football, and then really enjoying the game. What's the hardest part for you like um, I think just just the experience, you know, the, the more you're out there, the more you see things, um, the more it becomes more familiar with you, the, the quicker you can kind of process things and calm down a little bit. But I mean, he did a good job. I mean, he came in, the communication was there. We, we, we communicated stuff on the sideline, tried to have communication on the field as well. And then really just have each other's back out there. And that's just from between me and him to him communicating to the other corners and everybody else at the other levels. I 
I mean, the expectation is everybody's coming in ready to go. Um, you know, he's been here throughout the entire time with camp. He's gotten reps. Um, he's done well in communicating and being where he needs to be. So now it's just about preparing, getting on the game plan, knowing what we want to do defensively, kind of trying to figure out what they want to do offensively, and then just going to play ball, trusting in the, the preparation that the coaches have done with you, trusting in the ability, and then trusting the guys around you. Challenges having to face possibly two quarterbacks that you know they rotate Jimmy and, uh, and Trey in there. What are the challenges preparing for two different quarterbacks? I mean, you got to just try to look at you know the offense and how they want to utilize the people when they get them in the game. Um, but at the end of the day, um, they both have you know unique abilities and being able to throw the ball. One guy being able to be a little bit more mobile. So the challenge is just you know understanding how they want to use them, but then also keeping it honest and just playing some good football. Does that make the preparation this week a little more uh, a little different because you have to prepare for two rather than just one quarterback? Um, I mean, I can't I can't really answer that question. I, I guess I kind of just put it in the category of you know just understanding the personnel. Um, similar to any other position, you know, how they want to utilize each person and then just trusting in that, but then ultimately just relying on, you know, the fundamentals and the coaching. I think you, you try to go into any game or and, and be able to pitch yourself in many positions as possible for the unexpected. That way it's, you can handle it a little bit better. So, I mean, I've had a little bit of experience with calling the plays, um, but, you know, that's just part of the game. Um, trying to pitch yourself in, in tough situations throughout practice, make those uncomfortable situations familiar to you. That way you can handle it better when it comes up in the game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's part of it. Um, you know, from from the players, coaching staff to the equipment staff, everybody just kind of be dialed in. So that's part of the aspect of, you know, being on the same page, communicating, and then uh, everybody just doing their part so we can be successful. Is it fair to say that the the number one priority for this defense is to to stop big plays? Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of it. Um, eliminating big plays, um, whether that's you know big shots over the top. Um, yards out to catch. We want to be fundamentally tacklers. Um, but then penalties as well. You know, we don't want to give up penalties, give up free yards. So I think it's just playing with good discipline um, and, and playing very complimentary in terms of what we're doing on the back end and what we're doing on the front as well. Thanks, Ed. Thank you, Next to the podium, defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. Hey, Fletch, thanks for taking the time today. Hey, what's up? We'll get started here with Josh and then Tim. Hey, Fletch, good to see you, man. Um, back at, at the beginning of training camp, uh, Kenny Gainwell tweeted a picture of you two and the caption was family. Um, I have a two-part question about Kenny. Uh, what's it like having another Mississippi guy out here, you know, knowing that you guys are able to share, you know, experiences and roots? And then my, the other part of my question is, uh, you know, you went up against him a little bit in, in camp uh, as a defender from, you know, your perspective, what, what makes it hard to contain a player like Kenny? I mean, first off, it's really good to have a guy, um, you know, another guy from Mississippi, actually from my hometown. Uh, he went to, you know, the, uh, the high school, Yazoo County. I went to Yazoo City High, but, you know, that's a couple miles down the road and it was our rivalry, but it's always good. Man, I think this young man has uh, been a great teammate. And, you know, he's listened. You know, he listened to, you know, just kind of soaking it in. And the biggest thing for him is uh, he's just kind of just taking it all in, soaking everything up that everybody's trying to help him with. Um, and he just put his head down every day and go to work. And a guy like that, you know, a teammate like that, you can't do nothing but respect him. You know, he shows up every day, uh, does what he needs to do. Just He just learned how to be a pro. And that's and that you know, that's really good coming from uh, – that's really good for a rookie. This guy just come in and, you know, do what he's told to do. And uh, he's showing uh, on Sunday. And just going against him in training camp, you know, just – you know, really, um, you know, you can just see, you know, how explosive he is, how strong he is when you run the ball and just how effective he, he can be um, and how effective he, he has been. You know, obviously the first game, he's got his first touchdown and, uh, you know, can't be, you know, more happy for that kid than anything. But, you know, more than likely, you know, we're on the same team and uh, everybody's happy for him. Go ahead, Tim, and then Mike. Hey, Fletch, you played uh, 57% of the snaps on Sunday. 
usually we see your playing time in the you know 70s 80 percent even into into the 90s curious to get your reaction to the amount of playing time you got and and um kind of your understanding as to the why for that well i think you know uh, as the game went on uh, you know i think coach was just being smart about it knowing it's the first game uh it's, it's the first game and knowing that you know hey you know you can't just really um we were up and you just can't really put a load on guys you know, especially when you need them in the fourth quarter. But I think as the season go on, I think that number go up um, as, you know, things start to fall and really get to that, to that you know, the actual game shape of, you know, just playing four quarters. But, you know, as far as that, um, you know, nothing to be frustrated about. It's a great team win, and, uh, you know, you know, I'm happy about it. Go ahead, Mike, and then Zach. Zach. Fletch, a lot of what you do doesn't show up on the stat sheet. I was just curious, how much pride do you take in creating opportunities for others on the defensive line? It's great. It's a great opportunity to see other guys making plays, flying around. Um, I mean, I think on Sunday I got a lot of attention, and I expected that going in, going into the game, and that gives other guys a chance to get one-on-ones. Uh, I did miss, uh, we talk about, you know, I, I missed probably two or three sacks out there. Uh, and, you know, that can be frustrating, but you still can't let it affect what you do and how happy you, you, you are, happy I am for my teammates that went out there. Uh, it was a big team win, and, you know, everybody flew around, made plays, and, uh Hopefully, we're doing the same thing this week. With that said, though, um, Hassan Ridgeway has been around for a few years. He's looked really good when healthy. It's just been a matter of being available. Um, what, what have you seen out of him growth-wise the last three years, especially from the standpoint of kind of attacking every day in practice? Just, ability, just the ability to be disruptive. Uh, I think when he's on the field, there's not a drop-off. I mean, he's played a lot of ball. I think it's his fifth, sixth year. Uh, He's played a lot of ball, so he know what it takes to go in and, and be disruptive and um, just just basically doing his job. And you know he's really good at it. Um, and when he get a chance, you know he's just you know getting after the quarterback, playing in the backfield, making TFLs, and, and affecting the game. And that's what you expect from a guy like Hassan. Go ahead, Zach, and then Chris Franklin. Hey Fletcher, we've seen the ends rotate quite a bit in the past. It, it seemed the interior guys were also rotating quite a bit this week. Um, you said you expect kind of the playing time to go up as the season goes on here, but do you think you'll still have as many guys going in and out of the in and out of the defensive line as as you did the other day? I mean, it just, I think it just depends on how the Florida game is. I think that's that's the part you leave up to the coaches, uh, and you know, it just depends on you know how how a guy's feeling and. You know, if a guy need a you need a blow or something, but obviously um, you can't be selfish about it because, uh, uh, like I always say every year, a fresh Milton Williams is better than a Tyre Fletcher. Um, I, I think I said that for the last few years. Um, so it just depends on how to get how the Florida game is going, and you know if you really need those guys going, um, the, the starters like you know on the field during the situation, and um, how important it is. And if we're up or we're down, we're battling. You know, every week is is up and down. So you know you kind of look forward to it. You can't be surprised by it when you're on the field more than um, than I was uh, last week. Chris and Dave. Hey, Flash. After looking at the tape and seeing what you saw, and uh, what was you, how would you assess the way that Milton Williams played during the game? Yeah, I can't hear you, bro. Oh, sorry, I was trying to get out. After watching the tape and uh, seeing the way uh, and looking the way uh, on at the field when you were playing, how would you assess the way that Milton Williams played? I think Milton Williams playing good. You know, he makes some. Make some flashes on Sunday, and this this really flashes of a, of, a, of a young guy that's that's got a bunch of ability, um, that that's taking coaching, that's playing hard, uh, and just taking advantage of the reps that he getting in practice and in, in, in a game because, you know, those are valuable reps. Um, so you know you expect a guy like him to go out there and just perform. And uh, Milton's got, you know, a bunch of raw talent, and uh, you know once he figured it out, you know he'll be really special. Go ahead, Dave, and then John. Hey, Fletch, what did you learn from D'Amico Ryans, and is there a story that stands out with him in particular to you? I mean, just his leadership. I think, you know, everybody that's played, for, that's played with D'Amico, you know, had uh, the ultimate respect for, for D'Amico, which I still have the ultimate respect for him. Uh, I think that, you know, his leadership was always there, the good, the good and the bad, and that kind of kind of rubbed off on me that you just can't be a leader when, you know, when things are good. you got to be a leader all the time. And, you know, I'm, D'Amico's, he's just, just a natural-born leader. And uh, you got you got to respect that guy for that. Was he someone that you kind of always thought would be, end up being a high level coach? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, just him playing and the way that he talked and the way that he spoke ball. You know, he 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 made it seem you know like just so simple. But um, you know, he used to say and we used to say all the time that simple isn't always easy. And you know, um, 
the way that he coached it, the way that he the led, and the way that he explained ball. And he was always got a guy that, that at least I could go to and talk about, you know, just 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 real life stuff. And he was just honest about it, and you know, telling you telling me the way, you know, giving me the way that he would handle things, and which always made sense, you know, and just being a pro about it. Um, so you know, he was always that leader, and you know, a guy that you can go talk to, uh, you know, on or off the field. So, um, like I said, I got so much respect for him. Go ahead, John, and then Bo. Uh, hey, Fletch, uh, you mentioned all the attention you get at times uh, gives others an opportunity. Javon really took advantage of that, had one of his best games. Uh, what what have you seen different from him last year when he wasn't that comfortable, he said, because of the, the pandemic, didn't get to know people? Uh, how, mu- how much improvement have you seen from Javon over the summer? I wouldn't say uncomfortable. I wouldn't say he was never uncomfortable. He was always happy here. I think the biggest thing for him is he's healthy, and I'm smiling at here every day once I know he's healthy, uh, because I know how good he how good he is, and I know how good he can be. Um, so that just gives you know just a bunch of guys. I mean, just gives him beside me, just a great opportunity to go out and just show the world, uh, you know why you know why we brought him here, and uh, he's he's special. I mean, kid. I mean, he's strong and you know can 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 win his one on ones, and you know and that's what you really want. Go ahead, Bo, and then Martin. Hey, Fletch, in the past, you know, you guys would always talk before games and after games about how everything starts with stopping the run. Um, I'm curious this year, not that you are, like, indifferent to the run, but is it less of, like, the number one focus in this defense than it has been in the past? I mean, you always want to stop the run, especially as a a D-lineman, you know, because if we don't stop the run, you know, uh, no crush, no rush. If you don't crush the run, you don't get to rush the quarterback. So that's kind (laughs) of – that's kind of how I look at it. That's kind of how I, get, how I try to get the group to look at it and, uh, you know, get the running back on the ground, get teams in those, you know, second long, third long situations, uh, and we get the chance to go rush the quarterback. All right, we have time for two more here. So go ahead, Martin, and then Chris. Hey, Fletch. Um, speaking about rushing the quarterback, you know, against the 49ers, they, you know, they've used two quarterbacks, different styles, and Garoppolo and, and Trey Lance. What are, what are the challenges, uh, you know, for you guys on the defensive line, you know, when they kind of change things up like that as far as preparing for both of those guys? Just being patient, you know, know that, you know, that they're going to be doing different things with, with both quarterbacks, and they may just run their offense with both quarterbacks. You never know. Um, so we just got to be patient and play our, play, our, play our style of defense. You know, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to us versus them. You know, I don't think it comes down to any kind of scheme. It comes down to who won, who won it the most. Uh, which, you know, which O-line is going to be our O-line versus their D-line. And uh, I think that's our attitude this week. And, you know, we just – that's our attitude every week. I don't think nothing's going to change. You know, get after them. Um, know that they get paid too. Uh, but, again, stick what, to what we're doing on defense. Um, stay patient and know that at, at some time, you know, it's going to come around. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, just to follow up on what Martin was saying, what makes this 49ers offense so dangerous? And they seem like they do a lot of reverses. And even though they lost their best running back, is any what what makes this offense um, dangerous for you guys, to, especially from a defensive line standpoint? I mean, they're able to run the ball. I mean, any offense that's able to run the ball, I mean, that's they can throw it on their own time. You know, they don't have to be forced to throw the ball. I mean, they're good at running the ball. I mean, they're coached very well over there. Um, and the all line is. Those guys have played a, a bunch of ball, even with the addition of Alex Mack over there. He's played a bunch of ball. He's played in that scheme. So um, I think, like I said, it's going to be our, our D-line versus their O-line. And uh, we're always excited about that. You know, two good groups going against each other. Um, so um, we'll see on Sunday. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the time, Fletch. And lastly, quarterback Jalen Hurts. Thank you. Obviously, this week, Bosa had a lot of time to get up in the backfield. How much time are you preparing? Some of you watching on him. How are you preparing for a caliber player like that? Yeah, we're all aware we're going against a really good defense, a really good team. Very good and active front seven. You know, they're really good up front, so we have to be prepared for them up front. Jalen, what do you think it's going to be like to play in front of a packed house for the first time today? Yeah. It'll be a, a, a packed house, um, a game with full fans, uh, electric fans, and passionate fans. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm curious, how much flexibility do you have at the line of scrimmage to change, you know, switch in and out of plays, a lot of all that kind of thing? You know, it varies. I, I just try and go out there and execute. Um, I know we asked this last week, but it's just about me executing whatever I'm taught to do. 
I'm a coach to do. I just want to do it efficiently and effectively. Jalen, uh, Sean said that they do emphasize um, completion percentage with the quarterbacks. How, how much do you put into that specific stat, and is there another one that you maybe look at as much or more? The biggest stat I at the end, like the biggest stat I'll look at at the end of a game is if we won or lost. Hey, Jalen, um, you talk about rat poison a lot. Nick Saban taught you that. And it could be positive, it could be negative criticism, but it could be positive criticism, people patting you on the back. You seem to have a firm grasp on that moving forward. Do you talk to your teammates about that kind of stuff, that um, both things, high expectations, low expectations, can get in the way? Well, you never want to get too high or low. You know, and you know, I said it after the game, a 24-hour rule, you know, I'm, we're, we're, we're on to, to, to the 49ers, and we're preparing for them. So um, just kind of take it and go. Jalen, what have you learned about this city since you've been here, what it values and what it takes to, to make it? Well, There's a lot of people in this city. You know, I'm from Houston, so, you know, downtown is always packed. Um, it's very different that way. Um, a lot of cars driving everywhere, uh, people walking everywhere. That's different. Um, but I like Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia. How about playing here and, and what it takes to, to make it? I mean, it's, it's not always the easiest uh, place but in terms of media. Anywhere you go, you want to, you know, you want to play at a high level, play to your standard of play, and you know, control what you can. Did you hear much about D'Amico Ryan's run out from Houston and uh, what do you make of the defense? Um, D'Amico Ryan's. I watched him. I watched him play growing up. Um, I, had a my godfather used to work for the Texans and um, I'd go to practice often and watch the Texans practice so uh, I watched him a good bit. You ever talk to him? But probably as a kid. I probably I was excited to talk to all the players as a kid. You know, <laughs> I don't know if he remembers though. You saw your uh, jersey sales skyrocketed 500 percent. I saw a moment I think uh, a year or two ago with a lot of kids around you and how much they looked up to you. How, much, how seriously do you take that, especially kids, buying your jersey and you representing them and things like that? Well, I think it's all love, you know. Um, I think it's all love. I uh, want to continue to give them something to, you know, a, a reason to wear it. Hey, Jalen, we saw, obviously, Kenny was just out here and, and Devontae played well. What's been your overall impression of the rookie class and, and just how prepared they all were to play on Sunday? I think... And, you know those those guys specifically you named out. They they came in. They came in ready to work, um, eager to learn, eager to get the system down, eager to learn their roles on the team, and um, we, we continue to try and master those roles. You know, um, so I think they're they're growing every day. Like I saw, growing every day, attacking every day, trying to get better every day. As you get ready for the 49ers and kind of look back at your film from last week, do you look at it and go, I need to do more of that, or do you say, I can take this game to a whole other level? Uh, I look at it and I say, just continue to grow. Continue to grow. Um, and that goes with learning how we want to attack this week, um, getting a feel for what they do defensively and who they are as a team, and um, you know, going out there and trying to attack it. But just grow every day. That motto will never change. Sorry, both Nick and Shane spoke about how you took what the defense gave you. Is that easier said than done for a quarterback? And and how do you balance doing that versus kind of forcing the issue, if you will? It is easier said than done. There's only 32 of us, you know. So it's just, it's um, you, you want to go out there. Everybody wants to play at a high level. Everybody wants to lead their team. That's what the biggest thing is. Every quarterback wants to go out there and play their heart out. At least I do for for my teammates and. You know, you got to know how you want to attack. You got you to prepare, but I mean, it's about that. Follow up on the film, film review. Are you the type that you want every negative pointed out in, in the way of coaching hard? Uh, or do you want, you know, kind of a balance of, of how you perform? Um, I think it's a matter of, I think it's a matter of how you communicate, um, what's communicated, you know, getting a message across. I think that's what, what matters to me. Um, I don't, it, it may vary, you know. You said you, you talked to, you, you know, you talk to your family uh, after every game. What did your dad think of your performance? Um, said good job. <laughs> he probably, he, 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 lost, he lost this week, so I was kind of upset about that, you know. They had two concussions at quarterback the past two weeks. 
So, Channelview High School sitting one and two right now. We gotta, we're gonna turn it around, though. Jalen, there was a there was a sequence there where you had that touchdown to Kenny. He celebrated. It got called back. Uh, what do you notice about his composure to come back in the two minute drill? You know, obviously had that touchdown, but for him to come back and perform after that. Say that again. Tell my Kenny. Kenny Gainwell, yeah, went went up, celebrated, came back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Had that, actually had the touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I it, it was a questionable you know thing, but I'm happy he got the opportunity to get his first one. You know, his first touchdown, I know he's worked so hard for it. Um, he's a passionate player, quiet, but he's going to do it with what you coach him to do. You know, and he's still growing. We're all still growing. I'm still growing, but uh, I was excited for him. Did you the Jets and the 49ers have similar defenses? Uh, how, how much do you think the joint practices against the Jets will help you kind of uh, this week going into practice? Yeah, you know, you, you, you go into situations like this, you want to treat everything independently, you know, everything independently. So, um you know, we're worried strictly about the 49ers this week. What do you guys think was, like, the biggest difference in Jalen Rager from, you know, last year, like, you know, the games you two played together and everything until now, the way he played on Sunday against Um, I mean, he's, he's worked hard this offseason. Um, we've all grown. We've all grown. And um, I was excited to see him getting in the end zone as well. Um, I, I think, you know, I just want to – put everybody in a position to make plays and, and execute at a high level. Um, and and he, he did his job this weekend. He did a great job. Speaking of that, um, obviously you probably saw the block Jordan Maylotta had to kind of free Jalen. What did you think of that? He's huge. He's huge. Um, also, uh, happy for him and his extension and um, his story. His story and what he's overcome, what he's had to go through and persevere through. Um, that's a tough thing to do. So, um, I I'm happy for him. I salute him on that. The case of last year's team, when you guys played him, Robert Solly in the defense, as opposed to D'Amico Ryan's in this one week, week one, are you any differences you notice between the two coaches? Um, I mean, they obviously come from, you know, they have a, a good relationship with one another, but I mean, it just comes down to execution, you know. Um, you you, you had a relationship with Devontae in the past, obviously. It uh, looked like he, he pointed out a corner blitz at one point when he had the scramble off the middle. How much, how important is that that a receiver's on the same page with you in that kind of situation? Yeah, the game, the whole the whole entire game is about being on the same page and communicating, um, communicating, um, knowing what we're trying to do, knowing how to do it, and going out there and executing it. So um, we just want to do it at a high level and continue to you know take it up. Speaking to us about Devontae, Jalen Rager said, we see Devontae, the locker room sees Smitty. From your perspective, what's the difference between Devontae and Smitty? I mean, I don't know what he's trying to say. I call him Smitty. I call him, I call him Smitty. I call him <laughs> Devontae, Slim, um, Six. He's talking about personality. Oh. Like the way he is up here and the way he is with you guys in the locker room is different. And he's referencing uh, the dancing in the, in the locker room. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, we're, we're all, you know, we all, we're not just football players. We all have lives and we have personalities and stuff like that. So, you know, Smitty, Six, Devonte, Slim Reaper. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a great, he's a great all-around guy. Okay, thanks, everyone. Thanks. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.